My, my juices flow all the time. Absolutely, absolutely. You know as much as I know. Right now, we've been able to stuff to stuff. The curse is broken. NC State fans, finally. <laughs> finally. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. I mean, that's a triple play. Wolfpack ain't for soft. It ain't for soft people. Welcome back to another edition of Law of the Wolf. I'm your host, Joe Giglio. And it's really a shame that there's nothing to talk about with NC State this week. Nothing happened at that loss to Louisville last Friday. No, nothing happened Monday when Dave Doran had his Zoom call. And I made, he didn't make any big decisions. And Saturday, oh, come on, it's Marshall. Not even a league game. Not even an ACC team. What's there to talk about, Giglio? Well, let me tell you everything because this is the most important game of the season for nc state and yes i understand i told you that virginia just two weeks ago was a must-win game thankfully nc state did win that game now it took a little bit of a penalty miracle for that to happen but nc state did win the football game so here they are at three and two they have seven games left and as you know by now on monday dave doran said that MJ Morris, their sophomore quarterback, will be the starter. And Brendan Armstrong, the grad transfer from Virginia, will be going to the bench. Let me tell you, this is a move that Dave Doran had to make. And this is why. There's seven games left. They now need to win three of those seven games. The clearest path to getting to a bowl game this year is to win on Saturday against a talented and dangerous Marshall team, to go to Duke on the 14th and if you catch the right break, Riley Leonard will still be out with a ankle injury, their quarterback. Maybe, maybe you find a way to beat Duke in what the last time they saw them during the pandemic was a just a, a, a bitter back-and-forth physical game. I would expect nothing less for that game in Durham. And then in November, to be able to go to Virginia Tech and beat the Hokies. Those are the three most winnable games left on their schedule. It's going to take a world of improvement, though, to even win this game on Saturday. And I think that's why Dave Doran made the decision that he did. The only way to get any kind of spark, the only way to get any kind of confidence and momentum going into the rest of the ACC schedule is to figure some things out this Saturday at home, where we've already seen MJ Morris be comfortable at Carter-Finley Stadium. We've already seen him have success at Carter-Finley Stadium. So that's number one. You, if, if you think MJ has a chance to help you and spark you for the rest of the year, you do it now. You don't wait until Armstrong either struggles in the first quarter or the first half or, or against Marshall at all, and then you have to throw him out there against Duke. That's not the way you play this. You play this by getting MJ back out there, and you play this by telling the team and the players who've seen him in practice, hey, help is on the way. You're also telling the defense, hey, keep playing like you did against Louisville. Peyton Wilson was spectacular. He was everywhere. I mean, he poured out every single thing that he had in that game. If you get 11 guys on defense playing like Peyton Wilson did and 11 guys on offense playing like Peyton Wilson did, you're not going to lose many football games. So hats off to Peyton Wilson. Certainly a bright spot in NC State's 13-10 to 10 loss to Louisville. But that's not what anybody's talking about. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Uh, I wrote for SaturdayRoad.com. If you if you haven't been there, go check it out. Uh, my my old boss at the News and Observer, Chris Wright, is down at Saturday Road. Brett Freelander writes for Saturday Road, 
And once a week, I write about the ACC. And I wrote on Sunday before Dave made the decision. I said, he now faces this decision. And I use the word spark. You're going to try to get a spark from MJ Mars for this offense. But I don't think Brendan Armstrong, as Dave Doran pointed out in his Zoom call, is solely to blame for NC State's problems. Let's start with the obvious. They're missing 40% of their offensive line that they expected to go into the year with. That includes Dawson Jamarillo, who was a transfer from Oregon. He was going to play one of the tackle spots. That also includes center Dylan McMahon. McMahon got injured in the VMI game of all games and has now missed the past two games. There is some hope that McMahon will be able to play on Saturday against Marshall. That would be a huge boost to NC State's offense. And here's why I say, and I would support what Dave Doran said in terms of you can't blame Brendan Armstrong for everything. We're going to get into the problems that Brendan Armstrong had because I, I'm I'm telling you I have the stat of all stats for you that even Dave Doran is going to save this and clip it and show it to his team because he, he in essence, already has done that. But here's a stat for you. NC State's rushing yardage is not by Brendan Armstrong in their four games against 1A opponents, okay? These are running backs and other players. 80 attempts, 274 yards. 80 attempts, 274 yards in those four games. That's 3.4 yards per carry. That's 68.5 yards per game. That's, those are the rushing stats by everyone not named Brendan Armstrong. Obviously, that's not good. That's not good enough to win football games. If you're going to run that poorly, then you need it to be balanced out on the other side with an incredible passing game. Obviously, as we covered in last week's episode, NC State's receivers and tight ends and backs are not in a position to really carry the offense, which gives us the question, well, who should be carrying the offense? Well, let's think of it this way. Watching that game on Friday, I thought Brendan Armstrong, who really was the reason they won against UConn, by the way, and that those key pickups on third and fourth downs as a runner was important. So let's not, you know, let's not blame anything, even in this three and two, even the Louisville game, on Brendan Armstrong. Here's what I will say that I thought happened with Brendan Armstrong. He came into a situation as a six-year guy, as a graduate transfer, didn't know any of the players, did know the offensive coordinator, Robert Anai, who he had worked with at Virginia. And I think there can be some times where you're viewed as the teacher's pet, right? We saw a little bit of this with Brian Finley and Eli Drinkwitz back in 2016 when Finley first got here and Jalen McClendon was entrenched you know, he he was what, who everyone thought was going to be the starter for the Wolfpack that season. So I think you have a little bit of like, okay, well, who is this Armstrong guy? Not in a bad way. You know, hey, you're you're out there sweating and practicing and going through workouts, and and you know what MJ Morris looks like. You know what he looks like from the Wake Forest win last year, which was NC State's best performance of the season. So you've seen MJ Morris's ceiling. So when you bring a guy in, you expect, okay, well, he has to be this much better than the guy we already have. And I think for Brennan, what happened was he tried to do too much because he tried to do everything. And he's not good enough to do too much. He's good enough to do his job. And we saw that at Virginia two years ago. But we also saw the flip side of that last year at Virginia where he struggled. And it was a very similar situation where the offensive line wasn't very good. And he tried to do everything. As good as some of the players that NC State have had, as good as, say, you know, Lamar Jackson, who we've seen run roughshod over the ACC. 
or you know Cam Newton at Auburn the year they won the national title, or even some of the uh, accomplishments Cam had with the Panthers. Not one guy, even though we love to give the quarterback all of the credit, or in this case, all the blame, can't win football games. There needs to be help. But I think the problem for Brennan was he was trying to do too much. And ultimately in the game against Louisville, I think you saw what really kind of pushed Dave Doran over the edge. Uh, before we get into a little bit more about Finley and Jalen McClendon, because I do think there are some parallels from that 2016 season. Everything went every year, every time on our podcast that we talk about college football, it's brought to you by Wings Over Ryan Malley's crew. They're in Raleigh, Wings Over Raleigh, Wings Over Greenville, and Wings Over Chapel Hill. The one in Raleigh is right there at NC State, across from University Towers. He has free parking right behind there on uh, Hillsborough Street. That's a huge bonus. Go order online, wingsover.com. Okay. Go pick up your food, get the waffle fries, get the sweet chili wings. I'm, I'm telling you, the sweet chili wings are, are the bomb. Okay. He's also open for lunch now. So if your office is out there and you're trying to be the hero of your office, I'm telling you, go order 50 wings. Bring them in. Everybody loves wings. Everybody. All right. So wings over Raleigh, wingsover.com. Go check them out. All of our football coverage this year brought to you by wings over Raleigh. Let's get a, talk a little bit more now about the 2016 parallels that I see. I think McClendon, Jalen McClendon was a guy who was in the program, who his teammates knew, who his teammates worked out with in the offseason, who, who his teammates kind of expected to be their quarterback. That was under Matt Canada. You remember Matt Canada, though, they got fired after the 2015 season. So the 2016 team, Eli Drinkwitz, comes in from Boise State. And with Eli Drinkwitz, who was an offensive coordinator at Boise State at the time, comes his quarterback, Ryan Finley. I think the key difference between Finley and Armstrong was Finley had success immediately. And then I think, even though the players were probably a little bit apprehensive about, oh, again, who is this guy coming with his coach when he hasn't been here the same way that the guy who we know and who was recruited with us and just sweated in the offseason with us? You know, who does he think he is coming in here? I think one thing that really helped Ryan was he was efficient and they won games early in that 2016 season. And also, you got to remember, Jalen still helped. I mean, Jalen was key in that win in the rain over Notre Dame in 2016. Key. His ability to run the football from the quarterback position they don't beat Notre Dame without Jalen McClendon. They actually got a game ball for that game. But here's where I think the parallels are going to take us now back to Brendan Armstrong. You'll remember in that 2016 season, they were pumped about Jalen McClendon coming in and helping and being a guy who could run the football, pick up some short yardage situations. Well, they get to Syracuse that year and McClendon threw two interceptions, including one in the red zone. And we basically did not see Jalen McClendon again. I mean, yes, he was on the team, but ultimately ended up transferring to Baylor because Dave Doran cannot handle turnovers. He cannot handle mistakes when teams turn the ball over. And that, that is the real reason that this change is happening. And I'm going to show you those stats right after we talk about some important things here to us. Let me see if I can help everyone in the home buying, selling process all at once, or even in the refinancing process all at once in this one little break. How's that, how's that sound? First off, you don't know how you can improve either your current mortgage 
or if you're going to go out and buy something, what you can afford without checking in with Josh Goodson, RTP Mortgage. Josh, big state fan, even though he's a Carolina grad, he's a big state fan, uh, involved in their collective, does great work for NC State and supporting the football team. He's at RTP Mortgage. So give him a call, 252-361-1450. That's actually Josh's real number. Josh and I are friends, full transparency. That is that is the number I have in my phone for Josh Goodson, 252-361-1450. Give him a call and see, hey, Josh, I'm interested in, in, in buying a house. I want to know the loan that I can afford and, and the house that I can afford. Or maybe you already have a loan and you're trying to figure out, hey, man, this market right now, downright stinks. It stinks. But maybe you have equity in your house. Maybe you got to figure out a way to refinance. Well, you don't know what you don't know. So check out Josh Goodson at rtpmortgage.com. That's rtpmortgage.com. Or give him a call, 252-361-1415. And he can help you with all of your loan needs. And this is where I tell you his NMLS number is 1569995. Now, once you are equipped with the knowledge that you are going to want to go out and buy a house. This is where my friends, Barry Woodard, hometown realty come into play. Do you think you get six locations without knowing your business? Do you think you have more than 250 agents without knowing your business? Of course not. Barry Woodard, hometown realty. Go to myhtr.com. That's myhtr.com. It is so simple. There's going to be a toggle right in the middle of the screen, buy or sell. And also one of my favorite features, the mortgage calculator. Use that mortgage calculator with the information you just got from Josh at RTP Mortgage because Barry Woodard and his crew, they're going to hook you up. It's myhtr.com. And then once you close on that house, you're going to need some help. You're going to need Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer, Whitaker and Hamer, attorneys at law. They've got all the locations. They've got more than 20 years experience. They've got the world's greatest URL, wh.lawyer. I had a minor traffic incident myself today, and I had to text my guy, Josh, say, hey, man, I need the help. I'd, <laughs> I'm going directly to wh.lawyer right now uh, to help me out with my uh, current traffic issues. So big shouts to Josh. Josh, big State fan, as I like to tell you guys, there are not a lot of state lawyers out there. Not a lot of lawyers. Carolina's got theirs. Duke's got theirs. Wake's got theirs. So when you get a guy like Josh Whitaker, go support his business again. It's wh.lawyer. All right. So let's talk a little bit about how I see the the parallels 2016 for NC State's current quarterback situation. When you have the turnovers, that's where you lose Dave Dorn. And I mentioned that Jalen McClendon threw two in the win over Syracuse that year. That was a win. That was a game they actually got out of there. But all season that year, Ryan Finley only threw six interceptions. Ryan Finley valued the football. And I think ultimately that's what made up Dave Dorn's mind that while McClendon can be helpful in the run game, Finley takes care of the ball and gives the team the best chance possible to win the football game. Brendan Armstrong threw two interceptions against Louisville and he had to fumble. So there's three turnovers. And you might be saying, well, okay, the defense forced three turnovers. All right. Here comes Dave Doran's favorite stat. He has mentioned this before. I'm not sure if he has mentioned it this year yet or not. 
but I'm going to show you why it's so important to him to take care of the football. Look right here if you're watching on the YouTubes, by the way, hit that subscribe, drop a comment, appreciate all the comments. And if, of course, if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, the Googles, you're downloading, you're following, you're rating, you're doing all of the good things. Five stars only, positive vibes only. I'm not sure the camera's getting that one, but that's us. So let's look at their record in all games, what you see here on the YouTubes. So when they have a plus turnover margin, these are all games under Dave Dorn. When they have a plus turnover margin, they're 43 and 10. 43 and 10. That's that sounds pretty good, uh, including a three and zero this mark, the three and zero mark this year when they have the turnover margin. Even in his worst years, twenty thirteen when they went three and nine, they were two and two when they managed to get to that plus margin. In twenty nineteen when they were four and eight, they managed to go two and two when they got to the plus margin. Then you look at when they have a minus margin, ten and thirty two. Obviously, not great, not great, Bob. Then when they're even. This one's this one's interesting to me too. When they can get to even, they're 22 and 14. 22 and 14, you know, for a guy who doesn't have a winning record in ACC play, that's that's a pretty good percentage of time when you're just even in the turnover margin. And you're saying, well, Joe, these aren't these aren't uh ACC games. As I had a chart earlier this week for Saturday.com, I, I said, you know, Dave Dorn struggles in October. And I wasn't like saying it like, oh man, um, you know, what a startling statistic this is. I mean, obviously you're going to have a lot of league play. And again, if you have a losing record in league play, which Dave does 39 and 45, you know, in his 11th year now, then yeah, you're probably going to struggle in October. It wasn't meant as some sort of smoking gun revelation, but let me show you now, when we look at the turnover margin and Dave has mentioned this in years past, this is one of his favorite stats. When they take care of the football they usually win their football games in ACC play. When they do not, they almost never win. Let's look at these numbers from ACC games. And if you look on the left in green, that's their that's their record in ACC games for that year. That first column there is that when they are plus in turnover play, plus in turnover margin in ACC games. Dave's record is 20 and 8. 20 and eight, including an eight and one mark since the, the restart there of the pandemic. 20 and eight, and they've won eight of their last nine when they have the turnover plus margin. When they're minus, and this is the most damning one of all, in ACC games, when they are a minus and turnover margin in ACC games, they are three and 29. Three and 29, the only teams to win football games when they were uh, in a minus margin was 2018, 2019, and 2020. I mean, I, I don't know what else he would say to his football team other than when we don't beat ourselves, we give ourselves a chance to win the football game, see the 20 and 8. 3 and 29 when we turn the ball over more than the opponent. Then this is the most interesting one, too. 16 and eight when it's even. Now the game on Friday was even three turnovers for three turnovers against 16 and eight when it's even again, you're talking about a guy with a 39 and 45 ACC record He's a losing record in ACC play, but 16 and eight when it's even and 20 and eight when they have the turnover advantage. So 
This is the reason that Brendan Armstrong has is going to the bench. This is the number one reason. He broke Dave's number one rule. You have to take care of the football. You can't beat yourself. And that's why you're seeing MJ Morris in a pivotal spot now against the Marshall team, as I mentioned, that has already beaten Virginia Tech this year. So this, this is not going to be a walkover. A Marshall program that went to Notre Dame last year on the road, beat the Fighting Irish. So they're not going to be intimidated in this game. They're not going to come in here scared of anybody. A two o'clock start might be a little toasty, but you know, after last week's night game, after the and and honestly, if if Dave hadn't announced this quarterback switch, I'm worried wh- where the crowd's vibes would be for this game. So I think that helps. I think having MJ out there from the jump is going to help as well. So I think this is a smart move for Dave Dorn and for NC State. Do I do I think it's a cure all though? I don't. And that's where the the line play has to get better. That is the number one thing that has to get better. And hopefully the return of Dylan McMahon at center can help solve those problems. And to me, if you can start blocking, again, 3.4 yards per carry for, for people not named Brendan Armstrong, 68.5 yards per game for players not named Brendan Armstrong, you got to be able to block run block, certainly run block better than that. Gets to my thought, though, of what they could do with Brendan Armstrong. They might not, but they still might, because as I said, I do think there are some parallels to the 2016 team. That 2016 team got a boost from Jalen McClendon as a runner. Well, who's to say you can't play Brendan Armstrong with MJ Mars? Who's to say you can't play Brendan Armstrong as a running back? Hmm? When you go back and you look at that Louisville game, and again, I, I think Brennan's problems were he was trying to do too much, right? But he's still an effective runner. Now, you look at the very first play of that football game, and if you think of it, you know, clear-eyed, and, I, and I've been critical of Robin and I, but if you think about it, you want to start the football game with what you think is your best play, right? Well, they start the Louisville game with a designed quarterback draw where the running back blocks for Armstrong. Well, if you think he's your best option, if you think he's the best, most efficient way to pick up yardage as a runner, why not use him as a running back? I've had crazier ideas. I've had crazier ideas. And remember, again, with some 2016 parallels, when Dave wasn't happy with Jalen McClendon, he put Matt Days as the uh, uh, Wildcat quarterback. So I think there are ways to make this work. I do think it was the right move to go to, to MJ. But you got to remember, you can only do this once. You know, there's, there's no more magic bullets out there. So once you make this move, it's got to work. I think, you you know, Brennan, the sixth year guy is old enough that maybe you put him in a position, you know, who knows what they do this week, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him in running situations. Cause remember that's how MJ got hurt last year. MJ's not the biggest dude in the history of the world. Okay. And I think one of the things MJ struggled with last year was he wanted to take off at the drop of the hat. He's probably coached that way too, to be perfectly honest with you. We saw this as when Russell Wilson was a redshirt freshman. Hey man, make one read, make two reads. And if it ain't there, you know, if this, particularly if the team's playing man against you, I remember the Miami game that year, he took off. He was able to burn Miami because they played a lot of man. It'll be interesting to see how MJ has developed because I do think there was, there was a lot of potential there and there's a reason why the fan, the students on Friday night in the first quarter 
we're charting, we're chanting for MJ Morris. I think there's a reason you saw the viral social media post of the uh, the missing poster of MJ Morris on campus that was posted on Sunday. So I think there is there is potential there, and I do think spark is the right word. But I also think that chart, which is why I've left it up there. Look at it again: twenty and eight when they're plus in turnover margin, margin three and twenty nine. Like try to erase that number from your brain. You can't three and 29 when they do not, when they are a minus in turnover margin. So, so Brendan Armstrong broke the first rule of Dave Doran football by turning the ball over three times in the loss to Louisville. And now I look at it this way, those seven games, like I said, you try to get this one against Marshall on Saturday, you go to Duke on the 14th, that game in 2020, that thing was a, that was the game where Devin Leary got injured. Remember? And it was a cheap shot by Duke. There was nobody in the stands that day. And it was during the pandemic. And I remember the two teams who hadn't played in seven years were jawing at each other. There was a lot of talking, just shit talking back and forth and a lot of hard hitting. I expect from what we've and, and state won that game 31-20. That was back in uh, Carter Finley. I expect this game against Duke to really be another one of those. Uh, and I, I honestly, one of those like you know bare knuckle fights. I think State's going to try to play that way, just as they did against Louisville, because it's kind of a shame. You know, Louisville ends up winning that game on a fifty-three yard field goal. It's not like Louisville was great shakes in that game. I, I did not leave with any kind of confidence that Louisville was some sort of world beater, but. They found a way to win the football game in part because of those turnovers by Brendan Armstrong, in part because of the issues up front that NC State had. So before I let you guys get out of here, I'm going to take my chart down because I have three more ads for you. I don't know if you've seen the swag from Homefield Apparel, and I just want you to go to homefieldapparel.com because they have the best new NC State stuff. It's the best swag I've seen. And here is the really good news for you. If you use the code OG23, if you use the code OG23, you will get 15% off your first order from Homefield Apparel. That's homefieldapparel.com. You can also go download the app. Once you make that first order too, by the way, you're going to get a bunch of great discounts, uh, great partnership that we have from Homefield Apparel. Check them out again and use that code OG23. I mentioned the breeze through. That my man Adam has a has a great deal coming up at the Hurricanes. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just going to tell you, I'm really happy for him and what they've got going on. But breeze through. This is the lifetime tumbler refills. It's twenty bucks. Uh, think about how many times I just I, I got a drink today at a barbecue place downtown. It was four dollars. It was four dollars for one drink. This is twenty. You, you'll have it the rest of your life. Literally, uh, go in get those drinks. Get the the dark roast coffee. My personal favorite. So check that out right there. Edwards Mill, Trinity, the breeze through. And again, Adam's got some great stuff coming up with the Hurricanes. I won't spoil it. I will say, though, the, we will be out of the breeze through. Uh, Ovius and Gilio for opening night of the Carolina Hurricanes. Looking forward to doing another show from the Beer Cave at Breeze Through. And finally, let's get out of here with a shout out to the OG. OG, my man, Hayes Lancaster. Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority. All right, get rid of the bugs in the house. Get rid of the bugs outside the house. You don't need them anymore. You don't want them there. You don't want the mice in your attic either. These are all things that I've called Hayes for. If you go to bugsbite.com and punch in your zip code, 
you're going to see all kinds of great offers from Hayes because just as he is an OG to me, he's an OG to everyone. Does not believe in contracts. He stands by their work. So Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority, there's no contracts, but you can get some great deals, some great coupons if you go to bugsbite.com. And all right, let's get out of here with a prediction for this game. My predictions are, <laughs> my predictions the last two weeks have not been going well. So let's see if I can redeem myself with a pick this week against Marshall. The Thundering Herd, I'm telling you, this is such a dangerous game. And I feel like if this was if Brendan started this game, honestly, and, and I, I don't like I don't like singling him out in this particular way, but I feel like Marshall probably wins the game. I do think this gambit will work though for Dave Doran in this game. Uh Marshall 4-0 on the year. They have wins over East Carolina, Virginia Tech, and Old Dominion. They've put up points in all three of those games. They have not seen a defense like NC State's though yet. So let's go with let, let's let's try, let's go for a tried and true here. Let's go 24-17. 24-17. Wolfpack wins Saturday, Carter-Finley Stadium. As always, leave your own predictions in the comments below. Appreciate you guys for checking us out on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed already, please do. And at Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts, please check out Law of the Wolf and, of course, Ovius and Gilio. See you guys at Carter-Finley Stadium. Looking forward to seeing if Dave Doran's trick works with the quarterback change on Saturday against Marshall. Wolfpack ain't for soft. It ain't for soft people.